welcome to Cloud TNT. I'm Joni Martin here with my co-hosts Tim Lockie and Tracy Kronzak. Cloud TNT is a nonprofit community podcast launched in 2015 to not only highlight technology solutions for nonprofits, but also put the spotlight on amazing community members designing, contributing to, and using technology to change the world. We cover topics that apply to organizations of all sizes, but we focus on the tools, strategies, and inspiring stories of the small but mighty organizations and the dedicated people behind them, using limited resources and their own ingenuity to make a big difference in the world as we know it. We're so glad you joined us today for our broadcast. It's a beautiful day, cloudy with the chance of dynamite. Big warm welcome to the show, Tim. Tracy's off skiing. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it is um, January third. So I don't think I've I don't think I've said Happy New Year to you yet. I think we said it on text. Oh right. Yeah, I meant. Oh, I meant that we said it on text, but I hadn't said it verbally. That's what I meant. So right. yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, I'm, I'm wishing that we could go back and and go through 2016 another time. Oh my time. gosh, no. Okay. okay. So yes, <laughs> when we. If if we can say things that we're most excited about, it's that 2016's over. When it took Carrie Fisher, that was for me. That was kind of the last straw. I was just like, really. So anyway, did you? Uh, what, how did you celebrate? Do you celebrate New Year? You know, I do celebrate New Year. If you mean, do I cook black eyed peas and cornbread on the day New Year's Day? But if you mean, do I stay up till midnight? That's a big no. Oh. I never stay up till midnight ever because I'm, I think I'm just too old for that. Or I don't know if I was ever young enough for it. It's, it's never been something that I've done because I fall asleep. Oh, yeah. I'm always up past midnight anyway, because I don't sleep. I hate sleeping. So it's not a big stretch. <laughs> it's not a big stretch for me anyway, but. They and they don't. They do like a mediocre job of fireworks in Bozeman here. Like, you know, ten or tw- ten or twelve little fireworks around the city. So in in San Francisco in the Mission District on New Year's, it was like literally it was like the, a war zone. It was crazy. So I'm used to that now, and then it feels like a little bit of a letdown. But I did um, I did watch uh, I watched some movies with. My son, my daughter didn't want to stay up, but John David did. So he and I watched oh. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. We're kind of doing oh, Indiana Jones. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. Alexina, she cannot yeah. handle Indiana Jones. She hates it so bad. So oh, I love Indiana Jones. I know, me too. But you know what? Like watching it, I I get it. I'm like, uh, this is so un- this is so unlikely Cheesy. that this guy. Yeah, I know. Like the guy's out there with a hat and a bullwhip. Like I don't. Know. But it's Harrison Ford. I know exactly. It is Harrison Ford. It is Harrison Ford. So, um, did you see any movies in the theater? The holidays are prime time. I did get to see Rogue One, which was awesome. I. Really, really liked it. I thought it was great. So we, coincidentally, we watched Rogue One on the day that Princess Leia died. So that was kind of, that was kind of our, you know, we all cheered at the, well, I don't, I don't want to give anything away in the movie, but it was, it was good. Yeah. I thought it was an amazing movie because, man, there's no way to talk about this. Have you seen it? Did you see it? Am I going to ruin it for you? I haven't seen it. It is right. likely that I won't see it. What? Well, no, I'm, not a big I'm sorry. Star Wars we, are, fan. we are stopping right now. Get off the <laughs> phone. Are you kidding? You're not a big Star Wars fan. Oh, Chucky. 
<laughs> no, you're not a Trekkie. I don't believe it. I don't I, believe I like it. Star Trek. No, I don't even believe that. I've seen all of the Star Treks. Oh, wow. All the new them. ones are good. The new ones, the new ones are pretty no, good. No, the old ones. The one oh, where gosh, they went no. to Earth and they yeah. tried to fit in in the 80s right. and Spock. Yeah. Episode yeah, four. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the best. That one Star was Trek awesome. You know, we watched that when we went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium one time with uh, with our kids. We we said you have to watch this, and then and yeah, it was great. That was the, that was a very good one. That's true. So Rogue One did not disappoint. Rogue One did not disappoint. Yeah, it was. I, I feel like there's nothing I can say. It, like I can't I can't ruin it for you. There's, you know, but it was it was very, it was really good, and um, and it had it had the feel of the original. Star Wars that like they they recovered that in a way that they haven't with other prequels or sequels. I don't even know what they're on anymore. So that was it was fun. And while I was there, I got to see the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy two, which uh-huh. I am so excited about. So I really uh, I like Marvel. So yeah, that's that's my thing. I saw um, Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I think it's called. Yeah. How is it? Oh my god! It's yeah? amazing. Okay, it's just as good as the book. Wait, did you which, see it in theaters? Is is yeah. it still in the theater? Yeah, well, it was in the dollar theater, which awesome. is the only thing. You to have the a dollar theater? I'm so jealous. I don't actually believe in spending twenty five dollars on a movie ticket, so it's against my moral fabric. Um, so I will spend a dollar fifty. However, and I took my kids to see it, and they loved it, and it was really good. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Wow, I like it. And you read the, but you read the book first. I read the book first, and I don't know because there's a graphic novel, and then there's a regular novel. I didn't read the graphic novel. I read the regular novel, but I'm wondering which one came first, the graphic novel or the regular novel. Are you just asking me because you figure I'm the one that would have read the book with pictures? Is that what's yes, happening here? I am. I am. <laughs> I did not read that picture book or the or the regular book. I haven't I haven't read it. But I I am interested in that book because we couldn't watch it as a family because one of our family members had not read it yet. And another family member said, you can't see it until you read it because it'll ruin it. So we're kind of in a holding pattern and I really want to see it, but I'm super jealous that you have a dollar theater. I, we I have to- two dollar theaters. Oh my gosh. Does that mean that there are two theaters that cost a dollar each or there's one theater that costs two dollars? It could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> I think listeners want to know. <laughs> listeners are going to want to know that. All right, cool. Yes. Uh, so what do you guys do for Christmas? Do you celebrate Christmas? We celebrate Christmas, yes. And we had a lot of family here. Um, be Yeah, we had a lot of family here. And some of that was like surprise family that just flew in and surprised all of us. I mean, I knew, but um, my dad and, and sister didn't know. So it was great. It was like we we went to sleep on the 24th. And there was like old muddy snow and then got up on the 25th and there was like four inches of pure white, amazing power. So great white Christmas. No, it was really, it was really fun and did stock. Yeah. We always do stockings and, you know, and all that. So, and, uh, it's great, man, living next to mom and dad. If you've got a mom and dad that you can live next to, I definitely recommend it. It was awesome. So we kind of went over there and had food and, you know. Did stockings and that kind of stuff. 
How about you? Well, my mom lives downstairs, so oh my gosh, I recommend it all. You're just waiting to one up me on that one. <laughs> Unbelievable! That was that and was well done. She is an interior decorator, so our house was definitely decked out and beautiful. Um, every year we have, well, this is our second year to have an annual Christmas Eve brunch. Um, and we had that this year and it was great. What do you um, wait, Christmas friends. Eve brunch? So you have it on, yes. uh, okay. Yeah. You have it on Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. I mean, is it Christmas title. Eve all day or is it actually just the evening of the day before Christmas? No, it's all day. Okay. All right. uh, except this was in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Christmas Day, we got up and opened presents, and the kids were excited. And okay, so I hope my son doesn't listen to this, but he is about to be 13. He turns 13 in February, and he has dark hair and like olive skin, like me. Um, and so, in the past month or so, he sort of hit puberty, and he's got this mustache. <laughs> and it's like really obvious and he's 12. Wow. And it's because his hair is dark. Right. And yeah. so I got him an electric razor for awesome. Christmas and he was not impressed. Oh, really? And he informed me that, um, oh, no. <laughs> he was like, what is this? And he's like, shave it. And I said, you know, Will, are you going to be, do you want me to show you how to use it? And he's like, mom, you don't even have a beard. I'm obviously <laughs> going to ask that to help with this. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. sometimes win, sometimes you lose. Right. So that one was, that was more of the bust, not the, yes, that, that didn't go yeah. over. That didn't go over great. My youngest uh, got some uh, ninja stars because he believes himself to be a future ninja. His dad got him a grappling hook. Oh, that's so cool. That is awesome. It's used to throw over the balcony (laughs) to the (laughs) hook it between the bars and go ahead and pull himself up hand over hand. That's awesome. I. It was, yeah, it was fun. That's great. And my Wait, but did he throw throwing stars in the house? Can he do that? Well, the rubber throwing stars. Oh, but Amazon okay, gotcha. said that these stars are still pretty lethal if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an excellent review of these throwing stars on Amazon. But yes, they are rubber because I do not trust him not to throw them at his brother and sister. <laughs> um, and then Jace's favorite gift was definitely the... 46 piece Leatherman with the hundred piece attachment set. Awesome. That has like 275 tools in one small pouch that you can carry on your belt. And he also got a machete, which he was really excited about. What is the deal with men and their tools? I can (laughs) see Jay. I can see Jace with the Leatherman. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I'm always borrowing. I'm always borrowing my son's because he's a Boy Scout, so he's got one, you know. But I don't. I don't have one. So, but yeah, no tools. Tools are great. Now I know what to get you for Christmas next year. Yeah, there you go. Good idea. Not an electric razor, though. No. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So, um, Tracy, even though she's not here, I still want to talk about the gift that she sent Alexina's way, which was rejected princesses signed by by Jason Porath. 
and she opened it up and was excited and even before she saw the inscription from Tracy and the signature from Jason. So that was really fun. That was really awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool. That was really cool. And let's see, I got the kids last year I got the kids a lock picking set so that they could do tumblers. Yeah. Um and so they've been working on that all year and getting a little bit better at it. This year I thought is uh, handcuffs. So I got them a practice like handcuff. It's like a, so you, so you can practice undoing it. It's got. Did you get it from the uh, sex toy shop? Uh, no, I didn't actually, but thank you for asking that super awkward question. It's there. Easy place to get. Well, no. Handcuffs. So this one is special because it's only one handcuff and it's got like a, like a plexiglass front on it. So you can actually see the mechanism. I don't think that they, I don't, I wouldn't know. You should tell me if they sell such things in sex shops. Um, but I got mine on Amazon. So, um, and next year I think we'll be doing, you know, I think we'll probably learn how to hotwire cars. I just, I figure like, you know, we every year, like one step closer to making them true con people, con You know, every, I always want to know how to hotwire a car. I know. It's been one of my lifelong dreams. And pick a lock probably, right? No, so, but hot really? wearing a car wow. seems really useful because what if there's a zombie apocalypse and everyone's cars are abandoned and you just need to run to the front of the car line and get in the first car, but you don't have keys to it and you could hotwire it and escape. And if you don't know how to hotwire it, then you're in trouble and you might get eaten. But what zombies. if that same car is chained with a, you know, chained <laughs> shut with a big lock? You know, then even if you know how to hotwire <laughs> the car, it doesn't help you because you didn't take the time to learn how to pick a lock. I'm just saying. Or what if you're handcuffed? So anyway, the, um, and then I was excited. I know, right? I was excited to, uh, get a, was a Sherlock coat, like, you know, the, the BBC Sherlock. I, I like you, that. So I got, I, I, you know, Jenny kept asking me which one because there's a bunch on there. And then so I finally just ordered it and she wrapped it. But I really like it. So it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I had a great. So, yeah, I had a great Christmas. Um, and I'm so excited that 2016 is over and we're just moving on. So that that is. I Yes, yes. I'm excited, too. And I'm excited about Cloud TNT's format this year that we've been talking about and so part of that is for the next few weeks cloud tnt is going to be focusing on some awesome women in technology and to kick off our awesome women in tech series we're really pleased to have rachel murray on cloud tnt Rachel has a background in web design and technology, and for over 15 years, she's managed websites for a variety of companies and organizations, small and large, including the World Health Organization. She has led and managed web teams internationally and has a large collection of hats she's worn, from coding websites by hand to managing large migration and integration projects. And she's presently a well-respected consultant for web projects and co-founder of She Geeks Out, which is an amazing organization supporting women in STEAM. And, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that Rachel is married to 
the notoriously awesome Salesforce for nonprofit hero and friend of the show, as well as former guest Mark Baseman, customer success director at Salesforce.org. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks for helping us kick off Women in Tech at Cloud TNT. Hi, guys. I'm super flattered. Thank you so much. And um, I'm very happy to be here. And I like the idea of ha- having a wedge team. <laughs> a wedge team. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Which one have a salad? I don't know why. <laughs> so we, we want to know if you saw any movies over the holidays. Are you a, are you a movie seer? Yeah, you know, it, it ebbs and flows, but we did manage to go see uh, a couple of movies. We saw two movies. We saw Doctor Strange and oh, we yep. saw Fantastic Beasts. And we, I will speak for both Mark and I. We both we don't agree very frequently on movies, but we did agree that despite my love of Benedict Cumberbatch, he should not ever, ever do an American accent in an entire movie. It's really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Dr. Stephen Strange. <laughs> that was my celebrity impression. I that guess. was great. There it is. That was awesome. <laughs> Cumberbatch doing an American. That was like an impression of an impression. Who, who even thinks to do that? That was awesome. <laughs> I was not expecting that question. That, that worked out really well. Um, <laughs> And but Fantastic Beast was wonderful, and and I joke that it it just it takes all the pain away, it took all the 2016 pain away. Oh, I'm, I need to go see it then. Yeah, it's really worth seeing. You know, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, it's just cool being put in that world, that wonderful magical world. And it's set in the 1920s, New York, so it's got this really cool feel to it. It's a neat movie. So that's what I saw. Yeah, and I'm a total Harry Potter fan. I I, oh. I love love the books. So yeah, you're gonna love this. Yeah, that's gonna be good. And do you, does it go against your moral fiber to uh, uh, pay full price for a movie, or were you at a dollar theater? You asking me? Yeah, or Tony. No, no, no. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, no, we, yeah. So this we don't go to movies very often, but now they have like the fancy things where you can um, pre-order your seats. Like you can choose your seats. Oh, no way. Yes. They don't have that here. Oh. And oh. at that choose your seat place, do they have the recliners? They do. They have them oh. on the side. So, like, if you sit on the, we haven't done those yet, but like, you sit on the side and they have like two seats where you can recline. So, like, a couple can just recline. Basically, it's your, it's Wally. Oh, my goodness. Did you guys get together beforehand and just, just to make me feel bad about the single theater in Bozeman? <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. You got dollar theaters and reclining seats. And we got, yeah, no. Where is your theater? You're not in San Francisco? No, no. I am not in San Francisco anymore. So I moved back home to Bozeman, Montana, where it is 15 degrees below zero today. Oh, that's difficult. Yeah, yeah. For movies, it's it's not great. There's other great things about it, but the movie scene is is not great. Uh, a lot well, of a lot of Hulu going on over the here. Theater scene is Hamilton coming to Bozeman. Oh yeah, totally. My my kids are <laughs> yeah my kids are putting on a production of Hamilton. That's as close as we're gonna get. So. <laughs> Community theater Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. There we go. No, that sounds good. Thanks for the warning on Doctor Strange. By the way, that's that's good. To yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't get fooled by the good reviews of the OA on Netflix. Do oh, not be fooled. Thank you. 
award. I only made it, made it through one episode and I was really confused through the whole episode. Like yeah. I didn't understand what was going on, but then someone I really trust on Facebook, Mark Baseman, said, Ooh. do not watch yeah. OA yeah. because it's horrible <laughs> and it ends really badly. And I was really mad for days. And I said, I'm not watching the rest of it. Done. I feel like we've done, I feel like this is good. I'm glad that we're getting this out there. We're getting the word out. However, we get, because it's like seven hours of our lives that we'll never get back. We just were so convinced it was going to get better. I'm so happy you only watched one episode. It, I feel like I've, I feel better about 2017 already. Yes. Good things are happening here at Cloud TNT today. It's true. Good things are happening. <laughs> So, Rachel, tell us about how you got started in technology and why you picked technology. Oh, gosh. Well, um, it was weird. It's so weird to hear you say like over 15 years because it's true. When I started, um, I was planning on being an archivist. That was my goal when I was I went to grad school in New York um, and I was going to be an archivist. I was uh, um, getting my master's in archives and history. And I got a job at an archives in um, at St. John's University. And this was like 98, let's say. And, um, and the internet was just starting to happen. And I was really excited about the idea of creating a website for the archive. Um, they had a couple of really cool things and I was also kind of a basketball geek at the time and they had, they were really known for their, their big 10 schools. They were sort of known for that. And I was like, I'm going to make a website for Biggie's basketball. The history is going to be so cool. And I'm going to scan all these old photos from all from that we've got. And, uh, and I, and I bought this huge, like 500 page book on HTML and I just like learned how to do this stuff. And, um, and I built the, built the ugliest website that anyone has ever seen. It had like a parquet floor as the wallpaper background. It was really hideous. What year was this? This was 98. Oh my gosh. Building a website in 98. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that was like, there is no markup or anything back then, right? No. No, no, yeah, this is all hand. I, but I loved it. I loved, oh my gosh. like, like coding, like all the things. And this was like before CSS. It was like coding all the stuff, and then instantly seeing what you've built. It was just such a satisfying feeling. And you got yeah. no help from the browsers back then, too. Like the browsers, no, like they no, were completely no, agnostic. No. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. I love. That's it. so I loved cool. It. Right. Yeah. I, I loved it so much that I ended up quitting and um, I got a job at a dot com in New York um, called uproar.com. Um, and I'm still friends with some of those people, which is very nice. Some of them even, uh, we just started to do a few events at Shikik's Out and got a couple people coming, which was just really nice to see their faces. Um, but yeah, I was an assistant webmaster, it was my first job. And then uh, the webmaster left and I got promoted to webmaster which is just such an awful title um especially as a woman it was really awkward because it was like webmistress no that doesn't sound right (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then and then as the dot-com bubble did it it burst and um, there were a bunch of us got laid off and to have the opportunity to do this the 2002 burst yeah like the 2001 right 2002 burst and 
Um, I sort of floated around for a while and I got a job at, um, at about.com prime media. And through that, I ended up getting really hooked on um, content management systems. And I was really geeky about that stuff. And we're, we were using something called bricolage, which um, <laughs> is awesome. This guy that I met through the community, because it was so small back then, um, David Wheeler, who I met for the first time. Okay, this is like 2003. I met him for the first time just this past winter. <laughs> it was oh amazing. Oh, goodness. Wow. I know. It's weird. Um, and he's awesome. We've been Facebook friends, but I just had never met him in person. And, um, and yeah, we, we chatted and stuff. And, um, what happened was the woman who was working at salon.com in San Francisco ended up running the web team at the world health organization and using that same system. And because it was such a small community, um, that I was a part of, I had an opportunity to basically use that tool and work on it and build out this web production team. Um, at the WHO and that was how I got there and then I got homesick and then I came back to Boston and yeah and I've just sort of been I worked a nonprofit for several years and that was how I got more into different open source CMSs and my touch on Salesforce I was fortunate enough to attend a few incredible Dreamforce concerts gosh is that that's how I got started I could keep going we're almost <laughs> journey. I mean, so it's interesting. You have been doing this for a long time. I mean, HTML and 98, I'm still stuck on that. It's just like... (laughs) It's weird. It's weird because it's now I'm at a point where actually I'm still, obviously I do the website for She Geeks Out, but I actually do less technical stuff now that I'm doing She Geeks Out, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I just never thought I would even have that. You know, I thought I would just always sort of be coder i guess yeah so you actually um world health organization is in switzerland sweden yeah G- switzerland yeah geneva and you went you lived there yeah i lived there uh i lived there for two and a half years from 2003 to 2005 wow and i got homesick and funny story the reason why mark and i even met was because i was living in switzerland and he was living in japan and we both met um, at the Nonprofit Technology Conference in 2007. And the only reason why we met was because we both attended the Birds of a Feather dinner that was for <laughs> international people. And we both met <laughs> with the international people. <laughs> and, so, and that was, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, it was, it was a great experience. That's awesome. And so you are also co-founder of she geeks out yeah. which has over 500 members in the private facebook group that i just got added to i know i tim, love it you're you're out tim you don't get to join i know i can't girls. join any of these groups <laughs> and it brings you know she geeks out brings together women and organizations to educate mentor connect i want to know about this tell us about your organization and why you started to start it and all that yeah, so uh, this was actually back in 2008. I was looking for other lady geeks like myself in the tech space, and I just did some searching and found that there was this group called the Girl Geek Dinners. And we didn't have a chapter set up in Boston, and I thought, well, let's why don't we start up a little chapter in Boston? So I got the Facebook. At the time, groups were popular. They fell out of favor, and now groups are popular again. At the time, I had a little Facebook group. 
and I built a little website and we had a few events and there would basically be like 12 or 15 of us would get together and we'd go to a restaurant and we'd hang out and we'd say, how can we make this bigger? But it never really went anywhere and it sort of fizzled out. And then in 2013, the summer of 2013, uh, this woman reached out to me who was, um, who's now my co-founder, Felicia. And she was asked by her boss and mentor and um, a huge factor in why we even exist today is wonderful woman named Julia Austin, who is now uh, the CTO of this really cool company called Digital Ocean. She was working at VMware and she said, look, I've attended the Bay Area uh, Girl Geek Dinners. They are amazing. We have to do this in Boston. And so she basically gave Felicia the, you know, the green light to go and just do it. And then we had our event in the summer. I think it was in the summer of 2013. And it was incredible. Like the energy was just outrageous. And we were, but it was, a, it was a hobby. You know, really, it was like, oh, let's have these events. You know, this is something that we're craving. This is really cool. The feedback was like, wow, when's the next event? You know, how can we help? Um, can we sponsor, et cetera, et cetera. So it sort of grew very organically. Um, and the goal of it, and it's still the mission that we have today, is really to create a safe space for women to be able to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about um, and geek out and feel awkward and be okay with it. I'm very big on the embrace your awkward because I do it a lot. And I'm like, okay with that now. But, you know, it's at, uh, at the end of 2014, um, we started talking and at the time we actually had a third person who was helping us out a lot. And she, Nicole, uh, rightly got very busy because she was teaching at Harvard. So, you know, she's not very smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, um, she wasn't able to continue on, but Felicia and I decided to continue on and we ended up rebranding for a few reasons. Um, we run our events a little bit differently than the, than the traditional girl geek dinners do. Um, and we, part of, uh, the proceeds go to, um, to a local nonprofit here and, um, they're called science club for girls and they're amazing. And yeah, we just decided to, to do our own things and grow from there. And so when we relaunched in spring of 2015, it was like, we were actually really nervous about it. We weren't sure how it was going to be received. We're like, is anybody going to, are they going to throw tomatoes at us? Like, <laughs> I was like, my vision is we'll tell them that we're rebranding and they're going to throw tomatoes at us, but that didn't happen. So that was really good. And in fact, everyone was really very positive about it. And, um, and yeah, and it's given us the ability to sort of expand beyond what, what we were already doing. So now we have, um, we pretty much, we host two events a month in Boston. Um, we have our standard networking event, which, um, is probably a little bit similar to what the traditional girl geek dinner event is like. Um, our events last three hours. The first hour is networking, um, drinks, food. Uh, the second hour is content. The way we do it is uh, we have uh, three women speak for 10 minutes about whatever it is that they geek out about. Um, and then we do raffle prizes, which is one of my favorite parts of the night because we use thinkgeek.com and we do amazing raffle prizes like um, like a Star Trek Enterprise waffle maker or um, a Wonder Woman diary or like just really fun things like that. Um, the Jedi bathrobe. Yeah. Not that I have exactly. one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You get it. Or I like, love Think Geek. I love that I place. It's so fun. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. And, um, 
And so that's sort of our traditional event. And then we have um, our, our other events. We do social events like happy hours and we did a comedy night once and we've done we did this really cool thing with Spotify where we had um, a really cool panel of musicians, but they also did uh, one night where they had a concert, which is really cool. And they have this really cool basement. Um, they have a, a an office in uh, Somerville, which for Boston people, I know what that is. I guess it's, I don't know, it's like the Brooklyn of, of Boston, I guess you could say. Um, so we can, we do those kinds of events as well. And now, most recently, we're starting to do corporate training, which is sort of the next step in in what we're offering because we're we've we found that companies are are craving this. You know, they, it's great that they want to be able to recruit from our community. Um, we want to be able to give companies the tools to really be able to um, not just recruit but also retain. And then the only way to do that is to create an inclusive environment. So we're. We're working with some incredible um, course designers and facilitators to make that happen. So that is what we're, that's the long answer of what we're doing. That's really intriguing about corporate training. I, yeah. What, um, like, you know, what's the, what's the, a couple of the big things that, you know, right off the bat, you probably are going to say to a, to a, a new client about that. Um, so, so what we do is we're, so we're offering two very specific workshops. They're, um, you know, three hours each. Um, and we're really trying to make this very action oriented. I think there's a lot of information out there. A lot of people are getting unconscious bias training. So you can, and you can watch the web videos from Facebook and Google, et cetera, where, you know, they're talking about unconscious bias and how you should be able to recognize it. And that's great. That's actually what part of our training includes for people who don't have that. But we want to be able to really give people the tools. What's the action? So like in the recruiting, we're really focusing on how to create a job, an inclusive job description, how to source more creatively, how to interview inclusively. So and we're giving actionable tips in there as well. And then we're also um, it's they're very small groups. So there's going to be a lot of interactivity where people can really talk and they and it's very much in line with what our branding is, which is creating a safe space. And these are difficult conversations that people are having. And so we want to be able to create that space where people can feel like they can ask these questions. Um, and that's, that's the recruiting and then for the retaining, you know, we'll want people to, to it's really meant for hire for, sorry, for managers, for people managers. And the goal behind that is really to give managers the tools to be able to support their employees whether it's on a one-on-one basis or in a meeting. Um, and so, yeah, so that that's what we're offering. We're doing it in two different styles. One is corporate training, so actually going to the companies and, um, and offering the trainings there. And then um, in Boston, we're starting out by doing one in the spring. It's in April. And um, people can sign up for one or both, and they would come to uh, where we work out of, which is our uh, co-working space called Impact Hub which um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but it is awesome. Yeah. yeah. They have exactly. them in San Francisco and Seattle. They right? do. I don't no. they have in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Big Big, big, and for, for people who don't know, they're, they're incredible. They're, they're a co-working space specifically designed for nonprofits and social enterprises. So, so a lot of good humans there. So did that answer so, your question? Did I answer your question? Yeah, Absolutely. 
She Geeks Out does so much good. They're obviously a nonprofit, right? (laughs) Oh, you stole my question. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You guys should ask that question. Um, So we're actually not. And uh, we do get this question um, occasionally. And, you know, it's funny. We actually originally intended to be a nonprofit. We had applied to be a nonprofit, a 501c3, and we were denied 501c3 status, um, apparently because I did not use the word education enough. And so we were viewed as a 501c6, which is basically the equivalent of a business league or a stalker league. Um, and there wasn't any benefit in being a 501c3 for us in that case because companies wouldn't get any sort of charitable um, benefit from sponsoring us. Um, and it turned out, honestly, that companies that were sponsoring us, it didn't really affect them anyway. Um, so we sort, we sort of thought about it and we said, you know, are we really going to ever apply for grants? Like, that's not really what we're going to do. We're, we're, so it didn't it didn't quite make sense for us to really go through the process and push forward to be a nonprofit. I mean, there's a lot that goes into from a paperwork standpoint into being a nonprofit and logistically it didn't make any sense for us. So we decided to be, be an LLC um, and we're actually working on our B Corp status right now. So our, our goal for very early 2017 is to be a B Corp. So that is what happened with that and i will say just to add to that i i feel very, very strong i don't I, I sort of glossed over the b corp thing because i'm just assuming that everybody who's listening to this knows what a b corp is but um b corps are awesome they they believe in doing good and doing well so you can make a profit but it's not just about that you're you're accountable to the triple bottom line to people planet and profit and that is very much in line with um both Felicia and I's um, beliefs in in this company, we believe that we that we can do both, and that's and that's what we that's what we're doing. I guess I'm curious awesome. if you feel like not being a you know or being a an LLC actually helps in terms of corporate training because they're learning from another business, not a nonprofit. Or do you feel like that doesn't they don't really think of it that way? Yeah, you know, I, it's so interesting to me because companies haven't really ever been sort of an issue for us as far as what our corporate status was, whether we were a nonprofit or a for-profit. It was more for individuals who were considering to be members or mm. just being a part of the community. So I don't know that that companies really cared all that much. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's a good question. It's a good question. I think, and I think it's really worth thinking about. It's funny because I just thought, oh well, of course we'll be a nonprofit. And I think a lot of people think that off the bat, but um, it's nice that the B Corp is this sort of middle ground. You know, you don't have to miss. I think it's worth really thinking about for anybody who's listening and thinking about, you know, whatever corporate entity that they want to be to really think about what the different options are, because sometimes it's not it's not the obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. And the B Corp, even the application process puts you in touch with thinking through a lot of, of issues. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, for our, so now it matters is, is my company and we're completely remote. And I think, you know, we print four things a year, maybe. Yeah. And so <laughs> when it got to like carbon footprint on how much have you improved your, 
you know, your printing costs. I was like, none, because we don't print anything, but there's no option for that. And so we have zero carbon footprint. Like we stay at home and we're any, so yeah. It's, I had that same uh, discussion with, with, with a few other people. Um, and it's really interesting. So I was, so I have this other business, which I've, I've, um, put in what I'm calling an induced coma. It's an induced coma. Um, Wait, you're putting your business in an induced coma? That's the, awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was, it was the only way to be sane because there's just so much happening with She Geeks Out. Um, but the other business was, uh, uh, is uh, Massachusetts Benefit Corporation with the intention of becoming a B Corp. And at the time when I was filling out the assessment, it was, I was running into the exact same problems, same exact deal with being virtual and just, you know, like not manufacturing a product and, you know, just like this was, this assessment was not meant for people like us who are more on the services side. But I will say I just went through the assessment process. And first of all, their UI is now gorgeous. They went from like looking like it was from the early 2000s to like, Google style and beautiful. Um, and also they made it so that, you know, we were able to hit a, a decent assessment, um, a score that looks like assuming we, you know, did it, if assuming I did it right, looks like we, we should, we should have, um, we should be past the, nice. the number needed. <laughs> this is for the so, induced coma business. No, this is for oh, she geeks out. For she geeks so, out. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah that I, was the I first just, one. I, I'm catching yeah. up. I'm finally catching up here. So you're yeah. doing amazing. I'm talking a mile a minute in your business. <laughs> thank you. So thank you. <laughs> so the induced coma business, that's just uh, on hold indefinitely, like in the deep freeze or? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, well, you know, the nicer, there's so many ways to be, it's on hiatus. Um, <laughs> stepping back. From the business, it's it was Le- leaning, leaning out, right? <laughs> I'm leaning way out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, you can actually still go to it. It's it's called Kinda. It's been my baby for like several years, and uh, it's a website that helps people find non toxic personal care products, which is another interest of mine. Um, and I like helping people find things, so I created this database to do that. And yeah, but it just became too much to really manage both. There's so much happening with She Geeks Out. It just seemed like 2017 was the year to focus on just the one thing. So, and I'm very happy about it. I even had a dream about it last night. Gary Vaynerchuk was in it. It was very weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I know I I actually can say I know exactly what it's like to have a dream about businesses that you wonder if you should put on hiatus or lean out or really? induce comas for. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to hear about that. I I don't know. I think that's you know, like businesses go up and down, right? I mean, even if it's even if it's a nonprofit or B Corp or um you know, like they just they take so much coordination and uh, resource management and all of that. So, um, yeah, oh, true. things go up and down. I have several novels I'm writing that are in an induced coma. Is there any one in particular that you wish that it wasn't? It are you going to pull any of those out? How do you uninduce yeah. a coma for a, a novel? Do you just start writing I, again? or I've got is there the, a ceremony? Uh, 
the Mark Twain method. I walk up to them and I say, which one of you wants to be written today? <laughs> and um, none of them have been speaking <laughs> to me. So I'm feeling like, like you know, it's, it's not it's, it's not any of their time to come out. Um, I don't know how often comatose novels speak to you, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so She Geeks Out has a podcast, right? We do. We totally have a podcast. We don't have as many episodes as you, but we're, we're working on it. What, what do y'all talk about? We, so, and not surprisingly, it's called She Geeks Out because that just made sense. Um, we talk to women who are awesome and they, we just talk about whatever it is that they geek out about. So it can certainly be tech, but um, it can be, but actually a third episode that we did was one of the most popular ones. And it was uh, with a woman named Sarah Still Rogers and it was all about fitness. And we have one that, that just launched today, which is this incredible woman, Laura Parrott, who's actually one of our, course designers and facilitators. Um, she works at Google in their people management department. And she is also a bar instructor, B-A-R-R-E. Um, and she's incredible. And I call her a magical unicorn fairy because I have never known anyone who is as busy as she is to respond so quickly to every single thing I send out in whatever medium I send out to her at she's magical. And so we talk about anything really. It's, it's similar to this in that it's, you know, the journey, how you get there. And then some questions about, you know, what, you know, whatever it is that's specific to their knowledge. And what do you geek out about? (laughs) Oh my God, that was such a trick question. Nicely done, Joni. Way to turn it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is our number one favorite question to ask. Um, And at the moment, you know, my standard answer is I really geek out about ClassPass. Like it's my favorite app to look at and website to look at. I really, I really enjoy picking out exercise times and classes to take. (laughs) <laughs> and actually doing them. <laughs> so I have like three favorite things that I do. I do um, flywheel for my spin, which I love, or my cycling, I should say, which is which I love. And um, I do bar class, which is um, like Pilates. And that's at uh, Exhale Spa, which is all over the country. Um, and then I do Barry's Boot Camp, which is a living hell that I pay for. So <laughs> that's probably what I, I geek out about that. And honestly, I probably in my cats, because we just got these two enormous cats this summer and they make my heart turn into glitter. And then my heart explodes every time I look at them. Were they huge when you got them? You didn't get, yeah. wow. People... No, they were in yeah. order. Huh. They were like, yeah. they're, I mean, they're, they're big bones. <laughs> They're big boned cats. They're big boned cats. They're not like, they're not like balloons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I could get about them very hard. If anyone who looks on my Instagram or my Facebook knows. Well, I like that, that um, at least on one episode, you, you guys just grabbed the recorder and just started talking too. So that's, <laughs> that's really, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's totally fun to do that. Sometimes it's needed. 
And um, I think that we should mention that in the pre-show, we were just talking about uh, how we do sound editing. And it turns out that Nick Jaworski from Podcast Monster. Yes. Hi, is, Nick. Hi, Nick. Thanks for doing <laughs> such a great job. He does both of our podcasts. Nick, you're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, so I wanted hard. to call you while, while we were recording here and ask you which podcast you like better just to make you feel awkward. But <laughs> then they wouldn't let me do that. So now I'm just putting it on the podcast. Hi, this is Nick Jaworski from Podcast Monster. And I just want to make it perfectly clear that I love all of my podcast children the same. They're all beautiful in my eyes. All right, are we done? Did that everyone believe that? Is that good? He'd probably be like, well, yeah. to be honest, I don't <laughs> yeah, I know, listen right? to any of the podcasts. I, like- <laughs> I just watch the lines go up and down. I, except I don't think they call them the lines going up and down. But, you I'm know, pretty those sure they call bars. them the lines going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> Podcastmonster.com yes. is how you can reach the best podcast editor ever, Nick yeah. Jaworski. Nick Podcastmonster.com. Make you sound good. But wait, don't get him too busy. Yeah, no, actually, Nick, you can't take on a bunch of other clients, by Make the way. Make that podcasttrex.com. <laughs> He's going to have to edit his own ad It's podcastmonkey.com. That's great. That's cool. That's funny. So for our listeners, all 19 of them, you can find She Geeks Out at SheGeeksOut.com. And they have a blog, which is amazing. And they have a podcast on there as well. And if you're into the corporate training and you need to be corporately trained, you can also get that on SheGeeksOut.com because it is a one-stop shop for all of your geeking out needs. Thanks, Joni. While I'm in the business of plugging, yeah, people. that was a that was a nice that, <laughs> that was, was great. great. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and thank you, Tim. By the way, you're both wonderful. Oh yeah, yes, you're welcome. So one other question I have is: besides she geeks out, mm. what are your favorite nonprofits or organizations working with women or girls in tech? So uh, my number one favorite all time is a local one here in Boston, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, Science Club for Girls. They are great. Check them out, scienceclubforgirls.org. Um, they work with girls in underrepresented communities doing basically after-school science programs. Um, and they just they are just really good people. And they it's about science. It's not just about like learning how to code. It's about experimenting and engaging your brain and they are just they are just wonderful and they're expanding into all these other cool towns in Massachusetts and hopefully beyond um because I just I think that they they do really cool important work so that's who I love that's who I geek out about also awesome yeah and we always ask everyone what's your favorite application for nonprofits do you have one I do. I think, I think this qualifies, but um, I'm a total WordPress nerd. Word Does that, well, it's, Cause it's not, it's not a Salesforce. No, it's well, okay. Yeah, no, that's like, fine. Okay, good. I was like, Oh my God, this is gonna be like some Salesforce app that I need to No, uh, Yes. WordPress is my 
number one favorite application. I think in that case, we have to change the question to what's your favorite plugin, right? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one because it all depends on what people need. Okay. Can I say that um, one, one that's kind of overrated? Can I talk about one that's overrated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't install this in your WordPress. Yeah, yeah, we... it's, it's the one that everyone installs, but I think people need to be careful. I mean, we have it. I use it sometimes, not on others. It can be funky, the uh, Yoast SEO. Oh, I knew um, you were going to say Yoast. I am. Oh, I almost guessed it. I was, you know. <laughs> But then I was like, no, I only know three plugins in WordPress, so I shouldn't just go with that. But well, it's like the number one thing, and like it can like mess with your stuff. It does. Plus, SEO, like the criteria and all of that stuff, changes every other Tuesday, right? You know, and so like you know the keywords that they're putting in today, I don't like you know. Anyway, so yeah, no, I totally. I I think um, so. This is not a I mean, technically it is a plugin, but Cloudflare does magical things. Hmm. Um, and you, you get free SSL, um, which is kind of required these days. Yeah. I recommend Cloudflare because it's really easy to use. So support is really good and it integrates with Cloudflare, like F L A I. R L A R E. I don't know how you spell it. L A R E, like 17 pieces of flair. Yes, like from the office. Yes. yes. Okay, great. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm just looking at what I have. The other one that's really useful is duplicate posts or duplicate posts, depending on how oh, you want to Oh, yeah, so that's clone yes. posts. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I yeah, like yeah, I got for you. These are surprise questions, by the way. I'm like. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Feeling loose. <laughs> well, it was awesome having you on the show today, Rachel. Oh, and I am so grateful that we got such a superstar for women oh. in STEAM to kick off our women in tech focus. Um, it's it's a huge pleasure that you joined our show, even though you didn't know Tim or I before today, and that you are so wonderful to talk to. And She Geeks Out is an incredible organization. I definitely encourage people to check it out. Um, SheGeeksOut.com is how you can find them. And today, our sponsor, yeah, (laughs) our sponsor on the show today is Soapbox. And we love Soapbox, don't we, Tim? Absolutely. If you are, so Soapbox does a lot of stuff. So I think that's one of the things that's so cool about it, but um, it does the stuff. It does the stuff. Yeah. So if you are looking, if you're a nonprofit using Salesforce and you are looking for a way to capture, like you creating, you're creating events with campaigns and you just want to, you know, do a quick sign up register and have someone pay for it. Uh, definitely give Soapbox a look. That's it's it's really great for that. Um, among other things, what if you're so. a not a nonprofit? Can you use Soapbox, I or think, would you want to use Soapbox? I think I think you can. That's a really good question. Um, I don't I I don't know why you couldn't. I've never asked Ryan that, but I think you can. And yeah, it would have similar application. So um, you know, say that say that you were running a similar to, but not quite a nonprofit. Um, 
like a B Corp, like a B Corp. Say that you were an LLC and B Corp doing really good work. (laughs) That was almost like a nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. Helping like women. Like she geeks out, for example. We maybe it was called. We, we should we shouldn't use that one. It's taken. We're going to call it we geek out. Say that you were we geek out. <laughs> um, then yeah, you could you definitely use it for like signing up and and that kind of stuff. Although the problem there is that you couldn't get the huge discounts on Salesforce. So yeah, we we like Soapbox a lot. Also, the ad check out the advocacy. If you are doing advocacy, then uh, Soapbox has some great tools for that as well. So. Awesome. So thank you, Soapbox, for sponsoring Cloud TNT today. And thank you, Rachel Murray, for being part of our podcast. Yes, thank you, Rachel. Thank you. What's the name of your podcast? Is it just um, She Geeks Out? She Geeks Out. The podcast? Okay, awesome. Definitely go go listen. Rewind 16 minutes, 14 seconds. She said that. (laughs) You know what? So there. So there, I, I've got no comeback to that. I, I clearly was not paying attention. Um, the, but I was going to ask something else, and now and now you sidelined me, and I can't remember what it was. But it probably wasn't important, so it doesn't really matter. Were you going to say thank you to our listeners for listening and encourage them to reach out to us by going to cloudtnt.com? No, or no, it wasn't that. Tweeting us? No, it wasn't a tweet TNT either. No, it was either of those things. Us nope, at cloud TNT. not that either. Even emailing us at info no. at cloud.tv. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of them right. It wasn't, I, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't any of those. So, anyway, I'll just let it go now. All right. That's the best ending ever. <laughs> yes, thank you, Joni, and, uh, and happy, happy new year. <laughs>